Good morning and welcome. It is Henry Harris. Welcome to another installment. We're calling this the foundation, the, the spiritual foundations of mental health. Today's topic: an inside-out world review, a review of the inside-out nature of life. So, what are we talking about when we speak about the spiritual foundations of mental health? We're 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 speaking to the idea that. We're having an experience of life. Every human being is having a psychological felt experience of life moment to moment. If you're alive, you're having, you're feeling your way through life. You're feeling life. And yet the question is, is what is it that you're feeling? Like what is arousing? What's what is causing that felt experience to arise? It is, there's really two possible, there's two possible explanations as I see it. One is is that there's a complex and complicated and multivaried world out there that includes all kinds of people and circumstances and events as well as past um, childhood memory, chemistry, all kinds of things, and those are directly accounting for my feelings moment to moment, and it's quite complicated and quite uh, quite messy. Um, my the roller coaster and the ups and the downs and the tension and the stress and the relief and all those different things are arising from a whole complex set of circumstances. The, the, the right experiences, the wrong experiences, the right responses from the people around me, the wrong responses from the people around me, the right childhood, the wrong childhood, the right uh, character, inner nature, the wrong inner nature. All of those things could be sourcing the feelings of, of positivity, relief, or stress and distress. Alternatively, the alternative is the notion of an inside-out world, right? The former would be the outside-in. All kinds of circumstances of life are shaping and, and creating my psychological experience. The, the alternative is an inside-out world where where we acknowledge the, the truth, the reality of a of a of a spiritual foundation, which is, what, what does that mean, a spiritual foundation? It, it just simply means that there is something energizing and animating life that is not of this world moment to moment. There is an existence that is independent of this world and yet is animating this world at all times. There's a divine energy that just in the same way that the physical world is being animated, the fact that that I'm I'm sitting here on a chair that seems solid. We 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 know that that solidity is a little bit deceiving because there's in fact a whole bunch of swarming energy in the form of electrons and protons and molecules and there's empty space and there's something animating those particles. They the electron doesn't have independent strength and power. It 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 seems to operate as if it does. But it doesn't. There's something underneath, or not underneath, there's something underlying it. And that energy is not just true about the physical universe, it's true about the consciousness with which I experience my life moment to moment. There is a flow of energy that is showing up in my heart and mind that is not subject to my control in a direct sense. We, 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 as we've mentioned on many occasions, we have a wonderful part to play. We have a tremendously significant role to play in the area of will. We do have something called free will, but it's 
really valuable to understand the truth about the context in which we're, we are choosing, in which we are participating, so that we don't misunderstand our choice, so the power of choice. We don't overestimate the power of choice. We don't underestimate the power of our choice. We have an accurate and truthful understanding about where and how our choice is joining in with how things actually work. And how things actually work is that there is a divine energy, a spiritual source that is kind of breathing us. It's like a divine live feed that is showing up moment to moment in the same way that everything in this world is being kind of animated and breathed. My consciousness, my the thoughts that, that animate my heart and mind moment to moment are also. And that's why I have moods. That's why the same circumstance that is not so dramatically changing from one hour to the other can, look, can and does regularly look really different. And it can look, it feels really different from hour to hour. You catch me in a certain hour and I have some, some dark thoughts about myself, my, one of my kids or something to that effect. But you catch me in another hour and you'll tune into my vibe and you'll realize that I feel somewhat light, somewhat grateful, somewhat um, calm and peaceful, right? That's just, that's just kind of the way human beings operate. And that's true even for people who find themselves or who would relate to themselves as being stuck. Even someone who would say, I would rate myself on a you know, in terms of 1 to 10, in terms of the level of depression or anxiety or distress, I would put myself at a, I'm a chronic 9. No, that's not true, not really. If he, if he were to peer a little bit closer to the reality of his inner world, he'd realize that it's not literally the case that he's a 9 all the time. He's moving. It might not be significant to him. It might be... Um, he might not value that movement. He might just view it as like, I want to be, I want to have zero depression, zero anxiety. But that's where we might get into the mistake of over, of overestimating the power of our choice. The prim, the primary goal we're after here is to learn about the foundations of mental health, the spiritual foundations of mental health. It's possible to build beautiful things, even if they take time. It's wonderful to build when you know that you're building on a, on a sure foundation. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing to build on a sure foundation. It's, terif it's terrifying to build on a foundation that is not stable. To the degree that we associate our psychological experience, our mental state, with the changing varied circumstances of our past, present, or future, we're building on quicksand. We're building on an earthquake zone. It's not fun to build on an earthquake zone. It's demoralizing. But the good news is that that's not actually the reality of our, of our foundation. Our real foundation is the unchanging truth that we're always experiencing a simple, single source. We are always experiencing a single, simple divine energy that is showing up in our heart-mind. It is expanding our consciousness, it's constricting our consciousness. That is the reality that every human being... Now, what's interesting, though, is that if a person doesn't see that, he can mistakenly, innocently, fall into a very painful 
perspective. And in a sense, in a sense, that pain itself is a re- reflection of the power of our choice. The power of our choice is great. The degree to which we place our attention on and give a certain oxygen to a worldview, it animates and oxygenates that worldview to the degree that we believe that we're living in an outside-in world, that we are truly and fully dependent for our psychological experience on the circumstances of our life, our past, present, future. Well, guess what? That's going to animate. That's going to become highly um, empowered. That doesn't mean that you can't notice that in the moment. You, it's not to say that you can't catch that and notice, oh my goodness, my pulse rate is flying, my anger level is flying, my, my despair level is flying. You can, at any moment, you can wake up and recognize, wait, 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 I know something about this. I know something about your psychological experience. I know that this intensity of feeling I'm having, this surge of intensity, I know that there is something about that, that there's a divine flow. I don't control the flow that flows through my heart. I get ups and downs. I do have a choice to acknowledge what's true and what is not true about that surge. I do have an opportunity to make a choice in regards to what is true and what is not true. And that's why there's a beautiful, beautiful, simple uh, assertion of Jewish wisdom that says, Reshis Chachma, the beginning of all wisdom is Yiras Elohim. It translates literally as the fear of God, but the word Yira can mean awareness, awareness of the source. The beginning of all wisdom is an awareness of the source, the foundation, what is true. The first thing I want to know in any endeavor I undertake in any challenge I'm facing, in every opportunity I'm blessed with, in any interaction I have with a loved one, with my own free time, the first thing I'm interested to know is, well, what is true? What, is, what do I know is true about this felt experience right now? That is the beginning of all wisdom. That is the, that is the affirmation of this foundation. Isn't it amazing? You and I have this power to, to quietly, but nonetheless with, cert, with, with, with courage, we have the ability to affirm the foundation upon which the world is built. And ironically, the actual inward, soft, gentle, quiet choice to affirm that foundation, oh, this felt experience, that's coming from the single, single source behind all life, it's inherently successful, it's inherently meaningful, you're fulfilling a tremendous affirmation of the truth in that moment happens to be that it also guides you and leads you and affects your life in the sense that you are drawn closer to a revealed experience of that simple foundation. It strengthens your foundation. It doesn't mean that you can control in the moment. I don't know how to control in the moment. Oh, I'm going to get rid of anger or get rid of um insecurity with three these three sure steps i just know that following this kind of line of logic this this simple truth i just see i see that it is reshaping my life my life is aligning more and more with this simple truth and the world is looking more and more simple i'm still derailed i'm still fooled i'm still um I still stumble and fall. It's just that 
I've kind of come to see that that's built into this design is that this flow of divine energy that's showing up in my heart includes the possibility of losing sight of the truth and then I can awaken to it. Then I can awaken to it once again. So that's really the, 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 the intro to this idea of the foundations, the spiritual foundations of mental health. The, the, the quiet but yet powerful affirmation about this simple truth that I'm always connected to a single simple source and the greatest evidence for that is my is the flow showing up in my heart mind the flow of moods the the ups and downs I'm not static even though the circumstances of my life are not dramatically changing there is an inner world that is populating anew 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 like the weather literally like the weather in the world at large there's a weather inside of me and I'm not shaping the weather out there and I'm not shaping the weather in here, inside my internal world. That is being shaped by a divine source. Now, I mentioned that we were going to speak today about a review. What is the inner world and the outer world? Well, I guess I've kind of done that on some level. But let's say a little bit more about this notion of the inner world and the outer world. What a blessing it is to know wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you can fulfill this simple truth. You can affirm this simple truth. You're, 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 you're running an errand and uh, you have a feeling or you have a, a mood or you kind of notice an inner experience and you can kind of just check in and say, oh yeah, what do I know about that? What do I know about that? What do I know is true? And what do I know cannot be true? That's an extraordinary accomplishment. accomplishment. In Jewish consciousness, we would say, that is a fulfillment of a, of a foundational commandment, a foundational commandment. The first two of the Ten Commandments are the, 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 the commandment to affirm the truth of the one creator, the single simple source. And the second one is the, is the, uh, is the commitment to not believe, not ascribe power to things other than that single simple source. The affirmation that there cannot be another power behind uh, behind anything, i.e., otherwise known as the the prohibition of idolatry, that is the prohibition of ascribing power to anything other than the Creator. The Torah tells us, Jewish wisdom tells us that these commandments are constant. There is most of the commandments that we have uh, are are somewhat circumstantial. If I have a house, then I have a mitzvah. I have a commandment to place a mezuzah on my door. If I don't have a house, then I don't have such a commandment. If I, um, if I live in a world where there's only kosher food, then I'm not really faced with the commandment to keep kosher because I don't have an alternative. If I'm flying overseas on a long flight and I forgot to order kosher food and they, only, they say, I'm so sorry, the only thing we have available are pork chops, then I have a mitzvah, I have a commandment to fulfill, I get to keep kosher. That's based on, generally speaking, circumstances. But there are commandments that are not circumstance-based. They are simply ongoing, continuous opportunities to affirm an ongoing, continuous truth. There is, it's amazing. It's amazing how simple and how rich this opportunity is. How extraordinarily beneficial it is to, to just tune into this truth, to remind ourselves of this truth, Independent of its capacity to, 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 in the moment, change our feelings. 
that's not where the bad the, the 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 leverage is in this understanding. The leverage is is the giving ourselves over to this truth, looking for this truth, wanting this truth unconditionally, not as a lever to feel better. It will come. There is no question. It will come that a person will start to feel gentler, broader, easier. Will start to see the world with a level of expansiveness and calm that will grow. It just will. Not to say that you will ever reach a point, as far as I can tell, that you'll be exempt from stress, um, uh, illusion, getting lost. I don't know how to do that in this world. But the fact of of going in this direction of simplicity. It's a promise. It's an absolute promise that as we review and re-engage with this simple truth, our lives will become simpler. Our nature, the creator of the universe, created the human being with simplicity. It says in, in Jewish wisdom, God created every human being straight, straight and simple. The Hem Bikshu Cheshbonus Rabbis and it's they that ran after, that sought out calculations and, 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 and just kind of their own errant thoughts. We get thoughts. We get thoughts of the heart all the time. And if we're not kind of seeing this, then we will run after them. We will, oh, stressful thought, oh, reactive thought, oh, angry thought. Well, obviously something in the world out there is, a, is, is causing it. Somebody wronged me. I blew my choices over the last 10 years. My life is hopeless. Blah, blah, blah. If I'm feeling it, obviously there's something behind that feeling that must be ran from or battled or fought or resisted. No. No. It's not true. The phenomenon of those moments, of those feelings, moment to moment, is, is arising in this moment itself. I'm not saying that there aren't circumstances that require uh, that are that are that are uh, that are challenging. There are there are challenging circumstances. There are circumstances that represent uh, challenges and difficulties. There's times to intervene. There's times where people can act in an aggressive or harmful way toward us or others. All of those things are real. There's a world out there. I'm not saying there are no circumstances or events in the world. What I'm saying is, is that to navigate our lives, we will do so well to the degree that we understand that there's an inner world where things are really truly anchored. And we can operate and respond in the world rather than react. We can respond in the world based on a rubric of truth, based on aligning ourselves with that simplicity and as we do, as we practice and, 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 and seek it, our nature will shift. We will see it. It's a tremendous accomplishment even if we don't feel a shift in a given moment. But it will affect us. And we will thereby be in a position to respond to life as opposed to react to life. And we know the difference between those things. So keep investing. Keep looking. Keep looking for the simple truth in your life. Keep looking to affirm where and how distress and insecurity and regret and shame arises in, in a divine life feed as opposed to circumstances themselves. If there's choices that we've made that are mistaken, 
that were irresponsible, seek to redress them, seek to apologize where there's a need to, seek to make changes where there's a value in making changes. But shame and, and, and hopelessness, those are feelings that don't arise from the world out there. Those are feelings that show up in our heart. The, the creator of the universe makes possible all kinds of flows, whether it's shame or hopelessness, or whether it's peace and calm and optimism. All of those are feelings that were created and we are designed to see that truth and to partner. We have a beautiful partnership to play. We are absolutely empowered to play our role. Our role begins with the affirmation of truth and that positions us to be in a place to respond with wisdom as opposed to react from fear or anger.